You're listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Wake Up with Patty Catter. Where each week, Patty will interview guests that will motivate, encourage, and inspire you. Now, here's your host, Patty Catter. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. And of course, I'm your host, Patty Catter. Today, I am so excited. And I do say I'm excited often, but this time I'm really, really excited because we have Jace Ryder on the show. And Jace is a TV host and a psychic. Um, And today is Valentine's Day. So I thought, hmm, my gut was telling me to go with Jace. If you actually look at his website, he has a lot of lovey stuff on there. And those listening know that I'm not a real mushy, mushy person. So this is going to be an interesting show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would love it first if you could just tell our listeners a tiny bit about um, where you grew up just so that they know a little bit about your childhood and how you ended up where you're at today. Okay, here's the short version. (laughs) Cough, cough. Um, Grew up in New Zealand and had my first psychic experience when I was 10. My 10 year old cousin had died. And I was at his funeral, I threw a rose on his coffin as it was being lowered, ran into the community hall under the catering tables. You know how they have the white skirts around them? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there crying my eyes out. He was my best friend. He was my cousin. We were both 10. I'd spent all my school holidays with him. And I'm crying. And then I open my eyes and he's sitting next to me. Well, I saw his ghost sitting next to me. And he tells me that I have a special gift. I have special abilities. People aren't going to understand them. It's going to take me a while to come to terms with it as well. <laughs> I got a bit of a fright, as you do. Ran I would my say. And bless her heart, she said to me, of course you saw him, dear. He's in your heart. And we never spoke of it again. So it wasn't until my early 20s that I started investigating my abilities even more because I was having all sorts of personal things happening. I was seeing things. My vision was changing. I could see auras. I could. I had all sorts of energy things happening with my body. And one day I visited a friend and did a session with her and foretold a death. And I said, in three weeks' time, and sorry, I said to her, someone is going to die. And she goes, that'll be Uncle Bill. He's got cancer. And I'm going, no, it's a woman. Now, I was 20-something, about 21, 22. I was young. I didn't understand how to communicate at that point that type of news. And I was afraid that I was seeing my friend's death. Well, I stopped everything at that point. Nine weeks later, a ghost visits me in my home. Like I said, I'm giving you the short version and tells me to ring my friend. So I ring my friend and she says, oh my goodness, you're seeing her too. And I said, I'm seeing who? And she goes, that's right, you don't know. And I'm going, I don't know what. I'm getting kind of upset at that point. And she goes, that's right, three weeks after your session, mum died. And my first thought was, did I cause her death? Could I see death? What's going on with me? 
am I going crazy? Should I be locked up? Nice padded room with a big white jacket that does it round the back. Do I need psycho, psychological help? Am I going crazy? Over the next 10, 20 years, I kept getting proved right. And people kept nicknaming me Mr. Right. Mr. Always Right. And people would try to challenge me, prove me wrong. I had one lady try to, she showed me a photo and said, am I going to marry this man and have babies? And I looked at the photo. <laughs> it didn't look anything like her. Huh. He was her stepbrother. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I said to her, look, he's loved you since you were born. He'll love you till you die but you're not marrying him and you're not having babies he's your brother oh man yeah yeah i've had people try to trick me and it's hilarious because i'll sit back and i know what they're doing mm -hmm. and i can play along with them now i don't mean that to sound arrogant right but i've seen a lot i've had couples come to me with who've had difficulties conceiving children I've had families come to me with all sorts of murders, suicides, even sadly pedophilia cases. Hmm. I've had wives come to me whose husbands have committed suicide and they're wanting closure. Now, back in 2011, I was meditating. I was in a happy relationship. I was having a lovely life in Australia. Oh boy. And I meditated, and during that meditation, I heard, in July 2012, you're leaving Australia. Get rid of everything. Um, huh? Really? Yes. But, 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 no buts. Everything. So I trusted. My relationship ended mid-February 2012. In April 2012, I was invited to be on television in Ukraine on the TV show Bitface that are censored. And out of all the psychics in Australia, I was chosen. The thousands and thousands of psychics in Australia, I was chosen to represent Australia. That was the beginning of April 2012. So now I know I'm going to Ukraine <laughs> in July. So the my first being, the casting my was being filmed in July. And I have a question. What language is the show in? You, uh, Ukrainian. Okay, so I want to understand it. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I need to some captions. I want to watch uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're very big on copyright here. Mm -hmm. And I can show you a couple of snippets, mm -hmm. but I'm not actually allowed to broadcast or <clears throat> legally share. Mm -hmm. But if you talk nicely to me, I can show you some things. Um, okay. <laughs> because of copyright issues. Mm -hmm. Ukraine of all right. countries. Anyway. <laughs> Two weeks later, I get another phone call. Jake, it's Yurikslav here from STB Television in Ukraine. I'm sorry, X Factor have gone over budget. We've had our budget reduced. We can't afford to fly you from Australia to Ukraine. But we will have you next season. Now, I'm feeling into it going, yeah, no. I'm still leaving Australia in July 2012. Hmm. 
but if I'm not going to Ukraine, what am I doing? By the end of June, I got rid of everything. I had no furniture, I had no home, no car. I had some luggage and I ended up moving from Brisbane to Sydney. And that week of that move, I get a phone call. Jake, Yugoslav, can you be in Ukraine this Saturday? We found money. We want you here. I said to him, no, I needed a visa, blah, blah, blah. He says, I will call you back. 45 minutes go by, the longest 45 minutes of my life, and I'm walking on the beach at the time, saying a particular interesting four-letter word that <laughs> just ruined everything because of the choice that I made. And this is something somebody who's listening needs to hear. Even though you're making a choice that seems to be the wrong choice, it's actually the right choice, and you won't find out until after. This is how I work. Messages come through, stuff comes out in the middle of things that I say. 45 minutes go by and my phone rings again. Jake, the producers have seen your video, your audition video, which is actually on YouTube. People can see it on YouTube. We have passed you on the first two tasks. You're now in the top 20. <laughs> so out of the 150 people from around the world that were coming for casting, out of... They'd gone through around 70,000 psychics to get to 150. Wow. They go, they, they search the world. Now, when I arrived the next week, there were psychics from the UK, the US, Canada, uh, Azerbaijan, Russia, Ukraine, Poland, Czech Republic, a whole heap of other countries as well there. Hmm. And then I arrived in the top 20. Well, after six months of filming and 13 episodes later, I'm in the top four. And then I was awarded third place by SMS voting, by local SMS voting. Now, we were watched by 34 million people. We were the number two show in the ratings in Ukraine only beaten by that show I mentioned earlier, X Factor. <laughs> so here in Ukraine, I'm extremely well known. I'm very much a celebrity here. They, the people here just go nuts over me. It's amazing. <laughs> it's an incredible experience. But what happens here is I get to help an amazing population, an amazing community. And I've seen people here go through from one extreme to the next. Now, how do we know that this is all real? Let me share with you one little story. I had mama, papa and babushka come to me. They were speaking Russian, I had my translator with me. And they said, our daughter, our 18 year old daughter was killed by a train. Mm. What can you tell us? I did what I do. And I said, she's showing me, I'm I've got it here, she's showing me her feet. She's telling me her feet. I have to tell you her feet. Now I'm sort of thinking at the time, her feet? Weird message. Mama and Papa 
burst into tears. Babushka is looking at them, grandma is looking at them going, why are you crying? He said feet. It's crazy man. No. What happened was when they recovered the body after the train had passed, the train had cut off her feet. Oh my goodness. Now only the coroner and the mother and father knew this. It wasn't made public. Even grandma didn't know. It wasn't on Facebook. It's not recorded in the newspaper. You know, it's information that you can't get through cold reading. So any of the skeptics of the world and all the magic tricks that you have out there using cold reading and all those other things, how do you get this? How can you tell this? Hmm. And I can challenge anyone to prove to me how I could get that information about her feet hmm. in any I, other way. I um, have some friends who've lost, well, who've lost loved ones or whatnot and have been to psychics. And my concern always for them was how do they know that they're not getting taken advantage of? Um, I, I give evidence. Mm -hmm. That's how I work. I will only give you evidence. Now, I had another another lady come to us actually on the show, and her sister had been killed. So I drew a picture, and I came on camera with the picture. And I'm, I sit down opposite her. Now, we've got the film crew. We were kept separate from the guest or the hero. Mm -hmm. And I walk in, and I say, right, I've got this picture I want to show you. And I it's a picture uh, that I drew of her sister. Now, I drew a picture of a woman with straight hair, long straight hair, down to her breast level. Um, I drew her with a very straight uh, dress with thin spaghetti straps and butterflies on the dress. Hmm. I drew her with a really big nose, hmm. huge nose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not Michelangelo. I'm not the world's greatest artist. <laughs> the woman screamed, started accusing the producers of going through her bag, which had been sitting with her for the entire time that she was filming. <laughs> and when we finally calmed her down, it was, well, why are you screaming so much? She opens up her bag. She goes into her wallet. She opens up her wallet. She pulls out a photograph from her wallet mm -hmm. of her sister with straight hair down to breast level with a straight cut dress on with thin spaghetti straps and butterflies on her dress. That gave me chills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We had been kept separate. We, we were very separate from her. Another story we did was a, there were five women who had been raped and murdered. Hmm. And they thought it was, could be the local taxi company. Now I looked and I went, yeah, I can see it's a guy who's busy with cars. I see him working on the car. So he's more a mechanic than a driver. Well, the police went looking. They couldn't find anyone. 
I drew an identical picture of him. I drew his face. Five months later, I get a call from the studio. That guy has been found. What had happened was the guy, when the police were looking at all the people involved in that industry, they'd knocked on this guy's door and he was homesick. He didn't answer the door. So the police never came back. Hmm. So they didn't catch him. Then, five months later, he goes to strike again. But this time the girl got away, so he got caught. And the father of the girl that who had called the show, he confirmed that the picture that I had given matched the picture of the perpetrator. Hmm. Wow. I uh, kind of forgot yeah. that police do utilize psychics. Yeah, well, I give evidence, and I will only ever give evidence. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have anything, I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Nope, there's nothing where that comes through, but you've got something else to deal with. And that girl I was telling you about earlier, whose brother, mm -hmm. the photo with the brother, she actually had a health medical issue that she needed to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, if you hadn't wasted all that time, I could have helped you with that. Wow. Now, legally, mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to do medical, but I get people coming to me asking for help with all sorts of things. I had a young man come to me with a brain tumor. Mm -hmm. Two weeks later, the tumor had reduced in size from a golf ball to a pea. Mm -hmm. Did I help that? I have no idea and I can't make claims that I did. All I know is that he was terminal when he met me. And then a few weeks later, he's no longer terminal. I don't mm -hmm. understand what happened. I can't make any claims. But there's more going on to this world than we know. Um, what about, so this is going to be the Valentine's Day episode. Do you have anything that you can share with our listeners who might be listening who, I don't know, do you have anything okay. to throw out there? Because I don't even know what to say. You know what I'm going to say before okay. I say it. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Um, okay, here's, here's the thing. When we meet somebody, let's just talk about the, the interaction between people for a second, our chakras. Now we have seven main chakras and yes, there's lots of other chakras on the body and, but let's just focus on the basic seven for a minute. When we meet somebody, the first thing that happens is our sacral chakras, our sexual chakras connect and can we mate with this person? Now, if they're not a part of our mating group, are they a threat to us? That's first thing that happens. We decide whether we can mate or whether they're a threat. If they're not a threat, we can then go up into our intuition, to our solar plexus. Now, with the solar plexus, that's where our gut instinct comes from. Can we trust this person? Then it goes up into our heart. Can we love this person? Then it goes out through our throat and we communicate with that person. However, because we've been brokenhearted with, and it is a Valentine's episode, mm -hmm. so for those who don't have a Valentine, mm -hmm. because your heart's been broken, well, your solar plexus will be shut, your throat will be shut, 
and your heart will be sharp. So what then happens is, can we mate with the person? Then we send the information up our spine, into our head, and we make up a story. And we live a story about that person. And we communicate that story, which is why then those relationships fail. Whereas if we connect with someone with love, unconditional love, that makes us vulnerable. But it only makes us vulnerable if we allow other people's opinions of us to be more important than our own. Now, we, my mission in life is to help people find love. Yes, I've done the murders and the suicides and all those deep and dark cases. And I, now I help a lot of families with, who have experienced domestic violence. And so I do a lot of work for people here and online. But more importantly, I put them all into a place of love. Now, I had one gentleman whose daughter had been had gone through a horrific experience. She had been, it was a horrible, horrible story. I'm not going to tell you the story. You don't need to know the story. Hmm. But at the end of the day, end of filming, he walked up to me. Now, he was this big Ukrainian man, taller than me, bigger than me, huge. And my he says to my translator, Please, can you tell Jake, thank you. You have brought peace to my heart and to the heart of my wife. We can get on with our life now. Mm. You've shown us what happened, why it happened, how it happened. You have brought peace to our hearts. And with tears in his eyes, he put his arms around me and gave me the biggest loving hug of my life. <laughs> Now, he opened up to become the most vulnerable he could. And I gave him the biggest hug back. Now, when we are vulnerable, we are authentic. It's taken me a long time to be able to sit here in front of a video. And actually, I came to Ukraine to prove to the world I was a good psychic. I had a partner, a previous partner, who would tell me I was a crap psychic, <laughs> excuse the language, and then she would use my, she would get me to do the readings for her, and then she'd put her name on them. <laughs> my self-esteem was so bad. So when I came to Ukraine, I wanted to prove to the world, I'm a great psychic, so I was competing. And so for three months, I competed. And so whoever's out there thinking they have to be better than somebody else or be a better partner than somebody's previously. No, stop. Because I got on the plane to come back to, you, to Australia to get my wet winter clothes because of snow was coming. And on the plane, I had 30 hours to travel. It was three planes. Wow. 
I looked at what I'd done and I went, what am I doing? Why am I trying to prove I am better than everybody else? I'm not. I don't need to be better than everybody else. I just need to be the best me. Because there is no one else like me. There's no one else like Patty. You are the best you. And it's not that you're going to become the next. And I see this all the time. I want to be the next Oprah. I want to be the next Ellen. Um, oh, I remember a movie where a guy wanted to be the next um, Deepak Chopra. It was a Mike Myers movie. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to be the next Deepak Chopra. But in actual fact, the lesson was to be the best you. And that's what I do when I teach people my formula for love. Mm -hmm. Is to teach them to become the best for themselves and to not be so hard on themselves. And the judgment that we give ourselves, especially if we make a mistake or we... Guess what? When you learned to walk as a baby, you fell down. You fell over. As a baby. When your mum tried to feed you, when she first tried to breastfeed you, chances are her milk might not have come in. Her nipples would have been extremely painful. She will have gone through a huge emotional time trying to get you to clutch on. But you finally worked it out very quickly. (laughs) And her body adjusted very quickly. We adapt, we adjust really quickly. So give yourself the time. How many times when you learned to ride a bike, did you fall off? I can remember a couple of times falling off my bike. Mm -hmm. And I was 13 at the time, even though I've been riding (laughs) since I was five. Oh my god. I remember falling off my bike when I was 13. I hit a curb. Ouch. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> and I've been riding a bike for seven years. Mm-hmm. We make mistakes. We do things wrong. Now, do you think I'm going to torture myself because of that? No. We're here to create life. We're here to experience love. Dark, light, messy, delicious, emotional, fulfilling, scary love. How many people, when you hug them, hug left to left? That's so our hearts don't connect. When you hug right to right, your hearts connect. Hmm. Never Watch thought that. about that. That's a really fun one. Mm-hmm. That's a really fun one. I never and, thought about that. Yeah. And how many people, when you meet them, don't look you in the eye? Oh, I know. I, I don't like that. <laughs> you don't like being looked in the eye? I like being looked in the eye. I don't like it when people don't look me in the eye. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We'll look somewhere else and mm-hmm. we'll look down. Now, I have people come to me for sessions and they wear all sorts of clothing to stop me, to distract me. I've had completely see-through clothing on women 
trying to distract ours and they're just <laughs> really yes it's so funny because they try to stop me being able to share the truth because they're uncomfortable but the more you say the truth the more empowered you become the more you live your truth see this is when you and I were talking previously mm -hmm. about what we were going to, the subject for today, we started mm -hmm. with procrastination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. Now, why do people procrastinate? It's simple mm -hmm. because they're afraid of the success. Because when you actually achieve that success, you have to, you've raised the bar. It's not quite comfortable anymore. Now, how many people do you know? Who are comfortable in their uncomfortableness oh too many i i shake people up i give them tasks to do and when you get a task to do if you do it your life will change guaranteed <laughs> if you don't do the task your life is going to change but not the way you want it to mm -hmm. and quite often the task i give people will be to do the action that they're so afraid of doing. The one thing usually that stops them, that their beliefs and their values are conflicting over. Because inside their heart, they've got a desire that they want. I met a person this week who absolutely wants to meet her Mr. Right. She wants to love and be loved. She wants to become a great wife. She wants to be looked after by him, taken care of, nurtured. But she wants a codependent relationship, yeah. not a co-creation mm -hmm. relationship. And that's the next message for people here today. Yeah. You want to create a co-creation relationship, not a codependent. Mm -hmm. And for all those single people who go, I'm waiting for my perfect partner, stop. Your perfect partner is not sitting at home waiting for you. Because <laughs> if you're sitting at home waiting for them and they're sitting at home waiting for you, they're not going to connect. Get off your butt. Live your life. Participate in your community. Take massive action be the greatest you you can be learn something new don't go out looking so don't go this person that i met this week she goes to all bars and clubs and she sits there listening to music drinking alcohol and thinks she's going to meet her mr right she's suffering from massive depression Do you think she's doing the right thing? No. But I saw what she's capable of and I've given her tasks to do. Now the ball is in her court because if she does those tasks, she will not only meet her Mr. Right, she will create the life of her dreams beyond her wildest dreams. You know, I think this is the quietest I've ever been during <laughs> my podcast. <laughs> And I, it's just because I'm so 
in interested in what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, when I start, I start. And this is why when I, I told you before we started that the TV producers would come on my earpiece <laughs> and go, Jake, short sentences, because they're trying to translate what I'm saying at the same time. And then they're trying to get a word in or, or trying to give me an instruction to get up and leave. Well, I didn't want to interrupt any of this because it was so good. Um, I have had guests on the show where I literally just cut them off because I'm like, just stop. But this was so good so far. I don't, I don't even know what time it is. I don't know what, what, what year this is. (laughs) Oh my goodness. We've been talking for about 30 minutes now. Wow. Yeah. Usually I'm a 20 to 30 minute girl, but oh my goodness, it's so good. <laughs> wow. Oh, look, I have, I, I love life and I love being able to help people. I mean, I died in 2015. Oh, I had emergency surgery. I do I remember reading Angel that. Michael and 10,000 angels. I completely left my body. And from that day onwards, my life changed. I've got this huge scar from, well, just under my brow line. Mm-hmm. Best way to describe where it is. Everybody knows where your brow line is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to the beginning of the pubic area. Mm-hmm. Straight down. They mm-hmm. cut me open. My small intestine had burst. It was leaking horrible things all throughout my body. And I knew I was going to die. And so I was taken into the theater had five surgeons working on me. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I died. I met Archangel Michael, 10,000 angels. And he, Michael gave me a message. And the short version of the message was I had to go back because I had many lives to save. Now, how am I going to save lives? Mm-hmm. And what I realized was I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a surgeon. I'm not going to cut people open. You, sight of blood. Yeah, no, <laughs> you. Um, but what I can do to save people's lives is to put them into a place of love. And what I've discovered is that the more I connect with people and put them in a place of love, the more their life is empowered, strengthened, joyful, abundant, and fulfilling. I'm saving their life. I can see that. I know. um, I remember my grandma used to be really um, forgiving of just everybody. And I didn't understand it when I was younger. I thought, how, how can you still have, you know, this person to your house and act like nothing happened and they've taken advantage of you. And she just was like, you just, you meet people where they're at basically. And we're all human. We all make mistakes. And she just had the most loving spirit about her. And as I get older, um, I've learned that it is a lot easier to, um, be loving and not hold the grudges and the hate. And so I think that's a really good point. When I was married in Australia, I wanted to, well, the marriage ended and I was upset, like we all are when marriages end. And I was angry. And I was thinking about how can I punish my ex wife? Mm-hmm. 
Do you know what I did? Did you buy her flowers? trying to punishing her. No, no, no. Instead of trying to be negative, instead mm -hmm. of trying to be horrible, I became more loving to myself. And do you know what happened? When I came on TV here in Ukraine, to 34 million viewers in Ukraine and over 100 million viewers worldwide on the Russian cable network, because the shows that I've been on have been syndicated around the world. I, I did an interview with her for the show because she was an important person from my past. Mm. Up until that time, we had been very friendly and happy and communicating okay. The divorce went through beautifully. When she saw me in the room, like this we are now with my webcam, mm -hmm. but I had a film crew with me in my room. I had three cameras. There was actually 15 people in my room. <laughs> Producers, sound people, lighting, makeup. The amount of makeup I had to wear for television, oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel sorry for what women have to go through every day with the <laughs> amount of makeup that they wear. Oh my goodness. Huge empathy there. But she saw my world of television. And from that moment onwards, she realized that I had achieved my goal. I'd achieved the greatness in my life that I wanted, that I was able to touch the lives of 34 million people. And I walk down the street here, I get recognized. My supermarket, I've done autographs, I've done the whole celebrity stuff. I get recognized everywhere. People give me gifts and all sorts of, it's quite fun. <laughs> you know, you sit in a chocolate shop and the waitress recognizes you and next thing you know, she's bringing you presents. <laughs> And she said, to, they say to you, I heard what you said to this person. Thank you. It worked for me too. Now for my ex-partner in Australia, she was, what's the word? Envious that I had achieved the greatness that I had desired. Instead of co-creating with me and celebrating, her envy came out. And from that day onwards, we never talked again. And I saw the look in her eyes during the call. And she was so angry. Because she'd missed out on co-creating that life with me. Now, who needs to hear this? Somebody out there is angry at their partner because their partner has created greatness without them. Stop looking at your partner. Look at yourself and be the greatness of yourself. Look at how you can be the greatest version of you. There's a chance for you to take a step forward here. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's unknown. Yes, you can do it. 
Now, somebody out here needs my boot on their backside to say, go for it. But go for it because you know it's going to transform you. When you go to the gym and you work out, do your muscles hurt? Yes, that is good pain. When you get an injury, that's bad pain. It's the same thing as when you take action, you're going to have good pain. That's when you're a little bit afraid of doing things. That's when you're a little bit afraid of being on camera and speaking or being on stage in front of an audience. Heck, put a microphone in front of me, you can't shut me up. <laughs> you have but been amazing <clears throat> where can people find you on social media okay look up j-a-y-c-r-y-d-e-r jake Ryder. go to jakerider.com go look mm -hmm. at me on facebook i accept most friend requests if you're a real person i'll actually accept you as a friend <laughs> send me a message and i'll respond Yes, and he does. He responds so quickly too. So thank you for that, Jace. I do appreciate that. Oh, I'm so pleasure. glad that you're on my show too. And I feel like we have um, more to talk about on, on other episodes um, <laughs> because this was so entertaining to me. And you're just um, such a great, I would say, storyteller um, because I was so intrigued the whole time. So thank you. You've been very quiet. <laughs> I know. I don't. I really don't think I've ever been this quiet. <laughs> maybe ever <laughs> definitely on my podcast <laughs> oh wow jace thank you so much again and everybody be sure to follow jace on social media you're going to see his um, links in the show notes you're going to see them all over my website and social media and on this video you're going to see the links jace thank you and is there any one like a last thing that you'd like to throw out there quick okay the last point is when you tell yourself the truth, that's all that matters. And the truth can hurt, but with the truth comes good pain and bad pain. Make sure you know the difference. The good pain is where the change comes and you will get the love that you desire. The bad pain is where you're using people and you're not admitting to yourself. Live the truth. Live the love. Mm -hmm. That is good. Thank you, Jace. Very welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you. And everybody, thank you for listening and definitely um, check out Jace's social media and stay tuned every Friday. We have a show at 5 a.m. It begins and you can listen to it thereafter. Um, thank you again, Jace. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Be sure to visit www.pattycatter.com for the latest articles, podcasts, and swag.